everyone, welcome to Next Generation Saints. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Here talking about all sorts of different things, about life, about the Bible, about political and social issues of what's going on, plus just things that happen in my daily life. I feel like kind of checking in, talking about. So I wanted to talk something about um, the other day at work. I was um, with one of my supervisors, and we started having this conversation. You know you're not supposed to talk about politics at work. But that's my job where I work. There, there are many times where we have conversations that not, do not pertain to work in the workplace at all. And sometimes these conversations can easily turn into a political conversation. And so I was talking to this guy about his political points of view. And I was talking to, and we're going back and forth in conversation about this. And what we finally came down to was we're talking about checks and balances and i was talking about corporations he's about talking about taxation and and like i said this conversation just kind of led that general direction and finally i just after hearing him talk for a good half an hour about checks and balances about how business should have checks and balances but by the way you don't have checks and balances inside business it's not how it operates it's simply a government um protocol that we have it's balancing of powers. And I finally asked him after talking for a good half hour and he's out of context on everything. I said, what exactly is checks and balances? I understand what they are. Do you understand? And he said, of course I understand what checks and balances are. I understand completely what checks and balances are. So I asked a very reasonable question because I thought he was lying. I didn't think he was being truthful. I thought he was just using the words or the, you know, using the phrase checks and balances and not knowing really what they were talking about. So I asked him, explain to me what checks and balances are. And this is where I came across something very interesting, something I have again been experiencing a lot with the political left and Democrats and people, even in faith, um, that, you know, in different world beliefs that it, it all interconnects together. When someone is using a word or using a phrase or they claim to believe something, whether it's political ideology or religious ideology, when they don't really understand what they're talking about, when they haven't really researched into it, they don't really look into it, they begin to have this thing called an emotional reaction. An emotional reaction, now there are good times when we have emotional reactions. Like if there is something bad, really bad happening, emotional reaction, there's something truly loving or heartfelt or warming to us, um, a father just, uh, a man just becoming a father, a husband, wife having a baby, buying a new house, getting a car, stressful situations that, uh, um, from financial situations. There's a bunch of things that get emotional. But when we're having a conversation, a dialogue in which we're simply exchanging ideas, and to cooperate to make sure that we're all on the same page together, an emotional reaction is not what you're looking for, especially when you're talking about something called checks and balances. And so I asked him, I said, hey, and I guess for this particular podcast, I'm going to call this guy Joe. It's not his real name, but just for, just for the heck of it, calling him Joe. I asked Joe, what is checks and balances? Can you define this for me? Can you describe it to me? And I re- recognized it immediately that this is what happens from the Democrats and other people who don't know what they're talking about. He gets emotional immediately. I know what it is. Oh my gosh, how could you ask me such a question? And it literally blows up. And I have to calm him down. I go, look, I'm not 
engaging in this in a political atmosphere of saying are you Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, whatever you are, I am simply asking to define what checks and balances are according to what the Constitution describes it as. What is these checks and balances? How do they work? I mean, this is what we learn over in middle school. This is the this is U.S. history. We learn in middle school and then hopefully in high school and hopefully retain some part of this information. <clears throat> so I ask him. And I keep getting the emotional reaction. And I finally say, here's the definition, because I can tell I'm not getting anywhere. I'm running into a brick wall. I said, here's, the, here's what it is. You have legislative, judicial, and executive branches of government. Now, in order to make sure that one does not get more powerful than the other, they can keep each other in check making sure that they can veto certain laws or veto certain other things. And what they do is they can stop each other from getting too big. Basically, it's three branches that are equal power who can keep eye on each other and make sure the others don't get too big or too powerful. That's called checks and balances. We don't have them in business because we don't have, we have a CEO, a COO, we have do have board members who are in there. We do have, if you are publicly traded, uh, stock or a publicly traded company, you do have uh, stockholders who can ha cast a vote. But there's not ultimately checks and balances. I, I guess if you want to see it in that way, maybe, but it's not the same way that we have it in our United States government. So I described this to Joe. I said, hey, this is what it is. And he goes, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. It is. That's what I meant. It is. I'm going, no, the only reason you're agreeing to this is because I had to give it to you. You could not describe it to me. You could not define it for me. I had to openly define it. And he got very angry and said, do you think I'm being stupid? And I said, no, it's not that you're being stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like using key phrases like, say, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses or other people who like to use Christianity and say they're Christian, but then when you actually go through the wording and go through actually what the Bible describes and teaches – Suddenly, it's their belief system falls apart because it does not equate to what the Bible teaches. So, it was just an interesting thing I was looking at. It just, it really drove me to look at this and go, wow, both in political and religious conversations, people, if you don't know what you're talking about, the first thing I'm going to recognize is if you don't know what you're talking about, it's because you're having an emotional reaction. Is because you're getting frustrated and angry and aggressive. And I've seen it a hundred times. I've seen it actually millions of times, to be honest with you. So when I saw this happening, I saw Joe reacting the way he was. I realized that it had nothing to do with him intellectually knowing what he was talking about. It had no, it was nothing to do with, he knew what he was talking about. He was frustrated about something. You could define it and whatnot. It was a simply, I was told to say these things, checks and balances, checks and balances, checks and balances, but I had no idea what it actually, how it actually functions and works. So I've been told by the Democratic Party to be aggressive and angry and frustrated and annoyed and develop an emotional response to something that really doesn't require any emotional response whatsoever. Now, if it was talking about child endangerment or um, families being torn apart, or you're talking about mass genocide, I can understand an emotional reaction. I would be quite shocked if you didn't have an emotional reaction to it. There are things that we need to be able to see, and we are going to have an emotional reaction, but we also need to be able to take a step back from that and look at it carefully. And here's what's going to lead me to my other point on this podcast episode. 
a lot of the times, and I recognize this when we had mass shootings that take place in our country, a lot of people react emotionally. I have a cousin who reacted emotionally to it. And I kept telling her, you don't want to react emotionally to this. And she's like, how could you? You know, there's mass shootings. We need to have action now. It's not, no more prayers. No more thoughts and prayers. They don't solve anything. I go, well, here's the thing. Two things. First of all, when we say that thoughts and prayers don't work out, prayers do work out. God works in mysterious ways. I know that if you pray and you trust him, he will provide to you. Maybe not exactly the way you were looking for, but he will provide to you. Now, thoughts and prayers, saying I am, my thoughts go out to you, my heart goes out to you, is a sentiment. It is to show a human emotional side to somebody who is grieving and going through that. Coming up to them and saying, screw that, I'm going to go beat these things up and go change this, is not good. You just want to say, look, I'm very sorry for what happened. But here's the point I'm bringing up. When people act emotionally, and I'm talking because I have done this a hundred times. Actually, if you talk to my wife, I've done it more times than I care to actually admit. When you react emotionally out of something, you're going to do something so freaking stupid. When you're angry, you're going to react stupidly. You're going to cause harm stupidly. And I say this because I say this to myself looking in the mirror. I have acted out of anger and frustration and annoyance and bad things have happened. So I'm telling you, that's what happens as well. I have seen it not just for myself. I've seen it from other people. I'm not claiming to be the most brilliant person on earth, but I can easily tell you that I have seen a fair share of people acting out of emotion where bad things happen. Especially when you're angry and frustrated. So when I see like a mass shooting, I am terribly saddened by it. I am horrifically saddened and frustrated by it. But I know in order to react the correct way, to, in order to do the right thing, we must first grieve. This is what the kind of Bible talks about. We're to grieve it. Feel terrible. Cry on each other's shoulders. Hold each other. Then, after we've gotten that out, then we start talking about it. We start dissecting it. We look for the real core problem. In the areas of mass shootings, and in fact of all crime, it is of the human heart. That's a problem. It's a human heart. The human heart is deceitfully wicked above all else. Who will know it but the Lord himself? The human heart is horribly bad. It feels greed, anger, jealousy, hatred, avengement. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we think if we pass more gun laws, more legislation, and more cont gun control, and more laws preventing drugs from entering the streets, and all these different things, and what if we just make crime more punishable, to, to, uh, you know, and make it so, like, if you commit a murder, it's more punishable. Well, let me, folks, let me just tell you right now, that is putting a Band-Aid on a freaking broken leg with the bone sticking out. So when I hear these people like, I'm going to react emotionally out of this, I'm going to be frustrated about it, we got to do something now, enough with the prayers, enough with the thoughts, do something now! What if you do something stupid? Huh? What if, out of your reaction... You do something really dumb. 
What if when you react out of your emotion, you cause more damage and more harm and do the wrong thing than if you were in a right mind, if you got over your grieving process, if you cried it out? What if you sought after the word of God, the Bible, and sought, sought the counsel of the Lord and praying to Jesus Christ, seeking his wisdom, counsel, and guidance on what to do next instead of reacting solely out of your emotional input? I'm not telling you that feeling emotion is a bad thing. You can feel emotion. That's why it's there. We feel but to let it guide us in the moment, especially anger, is the worst idea you could possibly do. So when we see these catastrophes happen, when we see mass shootings take place, realize this. We're not fighting against flesh and blood here. We are fighting against the spirits, even on... Uh, the spirits and principalities. We're talking about a spiritual war because it comes from the human heart and we can be deceived to doing things. I look a lot around the world around me and, and I see all sorts of negative things. I hear about on the news all the time. You see on Facebook, on Twitter, which I believe is just there for half the time for trolling people. Um, you see it on Instagram, though Instagram's becoming better. You see it on CNN, you see it on MSNBC, CBS, you see it on NPR, you even see it on Fox News. You see all this negativity. You see about how politicians stand up and they'll say, we need to do some reform right now. We need to pass new legislation. We need to do this and that. But no one ever talks about we need to seek guidance from the Lord. The only ones I've ever seen are people from churches, people who are devout followers of Jesus Christ. And there are certain politicians who do, the, who do, 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 do those things. I fear there's not enough of them. We have a uh, phrase on our quarters. It says, in God we trust. But the more I look at it, the more I fear that America wants to leave God out of the equation. This is the same problem that happened with Adam and Eve. God was determining right and wrong. He was saying, live under my authority, live under my love, live under me, and I will guide everything. And you'll live in peace, prosperity, love, com compassion, contentment. And then Satan came in and deceived Adam and Eve. They ate the forbidden fruit, the forbidden fruit that determined, let us determine good and evil for ourselves. And now we're trying to do that again. We're trying to determine good and evil, but we don't want God to interfere. And that's what's scary to me. So now mass shootings are happening, more mass shootings than ever, more crime is going up. And yet we feel like we're not making any really big progress. But there is a sliver of hope here. When we have these issues that take place, I'm asking everyone who listens to this podcast, 
when you're in those situations, before we can change our country or the world or our neighborhoods or even our churches. First, change yourself. Now, as I say this, I say this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you. I'm not saying you go become a better person and go trust in the Lord and I'm just going to sit over here on my microphone and not even care. No, I'm looking and saying I have to change myself. But I'm asking you, all of you listening, to come and join in this journey with me. This journey to be with Jesus Christ more, to seek his guidance and counsel, his will, his love and peace and guidance. That's what I'm asking. And our world will turn out better. I'm going to leave this last little bit. And it's just a side thought. I just remembered. I remember um, when I was at work over the hotel. And I was walking by this one gal. And she was wearing a shirt that said, Tell your truth. Hmm. I sat there thinking to myself. Because I got up to the office where I was supposed to be at, and I was getting some gear, and I just had a moment to sit down and get some water. I started thinking about that. Tell your truth. And it really, it hit my head, and I understood what it meant. And I was pondering why I didn't like it as much. It kind of came down to this reasoning. There is no such thing as your truth. There is the thing, as Ben Shapiro points out, there is truth and then your opinion. Truth is objective in all senses. Because if tr there's no objective truth, there's no such thing as an education. The right and wrong are gone out the window. And there's no such thing as a test. We can have, there's obviously opinions in the world. I mean, come on. I, I work around people who love to listen to country music and rap. I can barely handle uh, country music and I sure as heck can't handle much rap. But people love it. My wife likes to eat cookie dough ice cream. I like mint chocolate chip. We have two different tastes. It's wholly uh, subjective. But there is thing called objective truth. So it was just food for thought. But when I saw that shirt, I just remembered it a moment ago. It said, tell your truth. I would rewrite that. There is no such thing as your truth. There is truth and your opinion, and you better know the difference. So, until next time, guys, I'm going to try to make these podcasts a little bit more uh, about once a week coming out. So just keep tuned in. Until next time, may God virtually bless you, my dearly beloved.